Well, suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found a lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Well, hello. Let me just put my phone into my mug. There's a long story, but anyway, I don't have a desk. Once I have a desk, I'll be able to start using my mic again. Until then, we will continue to use my upside down phone for recording. So sorry if the quality is not the best. I'm working on it. Um, how are you? Long time no chat. Um, I want to give you all my excuses, but I'm getting sick of hearing my own excuses. So I'm going to pretend that you're actually sick of all my excuses as well. So let's move on and just get straight into what we're going to chat about today. We have been watching a little bit of sport recently with the World Cup. And what we've kind of been looking at (laughs) is just... I don't know. I feel like with professional athletes and, you know, when you look at sport on a global level and with us watching the World Cup, we've been, I don't know, like, okay, so we've been watching the World Cup and following Argentina. So obviously my husband's Argentinian. I'm from Chile. Let's not even talk about Chile and soccer. I mean, I'm sure they've they've done something with that but <clears throat> Argentina obviously has a much better history in terms of accomplishment and recognition and I guess just they're more recognized for being decent soccer players and then obviously you have Maradona and Messi and so they have obviously um, lifted up the awareness of the world as to Argentina and how they play and the, the quality of players that they, they can produce. So we've been following Argentina and we've been cheering on for Argentina. And I don't know why, but I've actually, I do know why. Okay. Blah. Okay. So I always feel bad when it comes to competitive sports because I don't like the fact that there's always a loser. Now, call it whatever you call want to call it. Think about whatever you want to think about that reasoning. But I always feel sad for the loser. So when I am at my daughter's sporting events and if they're playing team sports and their competitor is losing, I'm the kind of parent that starts cheering for my child's competitors until they kind of get closer to winning. And then I'll start cheering for my daughter again or her team or our school. That's just the way I've always been and I will continue to be like that because like I don't think, I don't know who likes losing. So, and then the stuff, I mean, if we really want to get down to it, the stuff. I remember playing sports and never having either of my parents there and there was no one cheering. And I remember watching all the other kids whose parents were like there every game and They'd be like clapping and they wouldn't be noisy. They'd just be clapping. Um, Or, you know, at the end of the game, they'd give them a hug. And 
So I feel like I go into sporting events cheering for everyone <laughs> because I'm like, everyone needs a cheerleader. So when I'm watching the World Cup and Argentina's winning and I'm going for them and I see all these other players lose and just seeing the devastation and the heartbreak that these players are experiencing for failing to win for their country, for failing to win for themselves, for failing to win, I guess, on a professional level. Like I feel there's so many losses that players experience when they're playing on this level. I just, I feel bad. Like I, I really feel bad even when my team wins and I find myself like even at the end of the game, like there was a, the last game, which was, um, was it Argentina and the Netherlands? No, I feel like there was another, oh, Argentina and Croatia, you know, and I'm, I, I get to the end, I'm like, but Croatia did play a really good game. Like I feel myself like trying to build Croatia up or build whoever lost up. Like, no, you did play a really good game. You know, they just obviously, they were stronger this game and so we're watching the Argentina and Croatia game and I'm kind of, I start realizing Croatia's going to lose and, you know, the, the camera angles and the shots start focusing on Croatia because it's getting close to full time and you see the Croatian fans, you know, with their heads in their hands with, you know, they're kind of like holding their faces they're looking out like just with blank stares onto like the field. And then you see like Argentina, they're doing their little chant. They're jumping on the spot. They're doing that arm thing, which I don't know what it is, whatever, you know, when they're like, I mean, it's an Argentinian thing. Like you kind of talk and, and you, I don't know what it's called. Like you cut the air kind of, anyway. They're doing that and and it's when they do that, when they see like the human side of competition that I like I start getting sick. Like I can tell I kind of am getting a little stressed, feeling a little overwhelmed um, and I don't like it. And that's when it hits me where I'm like, oh, okay, there's going to be like thousands of people that are going to be devastated when that full-time whistle blows and this last game like Croatia and Argentina I feel because they've moved so that was the semi-final game there was a lot to lose you know they've managed to get this far and so whoever loses at this stage in this round oh like you were so close man like you were so so close um so I'm like, it wasn't halfway, like it was near the end. And I'm just really feeling like, wow, like there's a lot going on. Um, and I remember they did a shot where they kind of panned out and you saw the grandstand and you saw the thousands of people, like a packed stadium. And you just saw like, it must have been after an Argentina goal. I, I find that there's more in every game that I've watched. So whoever they've competed against, there seems to be an overwhelming 
majority of Argentinian fans in the stands. So you pan across the stadium and it's just, there's a lot of Argentinian fans there. So they, they do this, they, they like pan out. And so you see like the whole, all the grandstand, you see, you know, basically three sides of the, of the field, of the stand. And it's like mainly all Argentinian players. And there's like these little like clusters of Croatian fans, but you can barely see them because the majority look like they're Argentinian fans. And they're all cheering, must have been after a goal. I don't know what it was, but they were just like, they were super pumped. And as I'm there watching that, there came this moment where all I could think of was, that's how heaven rejoices when we choose to follow God. And there's one thing that I'm going to say, like with my daughters, I've always taught them, I'm like girls, in this idea of the great controversy, which, you know, this idea of good and evil and blah, blah, blah. Like when I've had those conversations with my daughters, I don't really talk about it, the great controversy. I don't talk about um, good and evil. I literally talk about choice and the power that choice has and that every choice has a consequence. Now, consequence isn't necessarily a negative thing. There's a consequence to making a good choice. And there's a consequence to making a bad choice. And when I talk to the girls about, hey, who are you choosing right now? Um, I really try and I have always desired for them to not see their decisions as something that is just purely the here and now. But rather, hey, just remember, like, all of heaven is watching and is cheering you on to make the right choice. I have intentionally gone out of my way to visually set this picture up for the girls of what it looks like when you make a good choice and when you make a bad choice and how that affects way more than just Chloe and way more than just Naomi. And obviously I always relate it back to me and Steve. So it, the, I've always made it sure, hey, your decision isn't just for you. It's actually for our family and it's actually for all of heaven. And in that moment, like when I saw the stadium and they're all cheering for Argentina, um, the majority, are cheering for Argentina, it was like the clearest scene of what heaven looks like not just when we come to Christ and, you know, we accept him as our Lord and Savior and um, we make a decision, hey, I want to be a Christian or I want to follow Jesus. But there was this like, it was such a deep revelation of like Catalina. Every single day when you make a choice, there is a grandstand of angels that are cheering you on when you make the right choice. And just visually looking at all these people jumping and shouting and wearing their colors and everyone just so emotionally overwhelmed at the victory that one goal was or the impact that scoring one goal had on like 
a country. Like, this is going to affect people around the world. That one goal, that one kick, that one play, the entire world gets to cheer with you, gets to enjoy that victory. There are people who have never kicked a soccer ball (laughs) who are going to benefit from the fact that Messi scored a goal or that Alvarez scored a goal. Like, there was just, it was really, really, um, and I had to take that moment and I literally had to say to the girls, I'm like, girls, look at that. Look at the cheering that is going on. I'm like, that's exactly how God cheers for you when you choose the right, when you choose to follow him, when you choose to surrender, when you know you want to do something, but you know that it actually is contrary to God's character. When you choose to trust God and make a decision that he wants you to make, that's what happens. See the crowd, that's what happens. See the team players, see how they're celebrating. That's how God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and all of heaven cheer because of you. Because you decided to make that shot. You decided to kick the goal and choose what was right instead of what you wanted to do because it actually contradicted what God wanted for you. And in that same sentence, I also made the girls realize, you see the devastation in Croatia? I'm like, when you make a choice for the devil... I'm like, that's the pain that God goes through. Like, that's, that's the heartache that he experiences. While the devil and his angels and the demons are just having a party because you chose to do what was wrong, what was selfish. I'm like, that's the contrast. I'm like, every decision you make And every decision I make has a consequence. And in this game of life, in this this race that we're racing, we're either going to make decisions that are going to make the angels rejoice or the devil and his demons rejoice. Like, they're the two options. And I don't know, it... I guess for me to always be aware of like Catalina, your decision to do this, to say that, to go there, like there's a stadium of people watching on to see how this game's going to finish. And not the game of my salvation because I think I really really need to be careful that um, there are certain things that we... There's a heaviness that we place on every decision for salvation. And don't get me wrong, I do believe. As someone who has experienced what it looks like to make small compromises and to end up in a, in a place where my salvation was on the line, I'm, I'm totally for that. So please don't get me wrong in, in um, undervaluating or um, yeah, not placing enough heaviness on what one decision can make 
totally get that. But at the same time, as Christians, I don't think we should live a life in which every decision has cost us our salvation. And therefore, we have to live as though we are never safe in our salvation. I think there's a big difference between me making a decision in complete rebellion to God, knowing that I don't actually want to be a Christian. And then there's another, there's a totally different um, experience in which, hey, I actually don't want to do this. I actually know that God has a better option, but in the moment, guess what I chose? I chose me. Um, that's two very different things. Like the will and the, the deepest desire of my heart is, I think, what determines whether we want to be saved or not, uh, whether we really value and cherish what the Christian journey um, has to offer. Rather than, I'm just going to do the Christian thing because that's the right thing, but actually I'm kind of sick of doing the Christian thing and I don't really even want to be a Christian and I don't even believe in God and, you know, there's a lot more to every decision. But in the context of what we're discussing today, um, yeah, the definitely the, it isn't about every decision putting my salvation at risk, but also taking into consideration my disclaimer previously. Um, but there's still like a celebration that happens by, from either party based on what decision we make. Um, yeah, and that, and I think that's what's really stood out for me is, hey, what does this, how does this decision impact me, my kids, and then the host of heaven? Like, how are they, what are they watching on? Are they jumping on the spot, on the grandstand, shouting, um, cheering me on, like hugging each other, uh, high-fiving, um, massive smiles, tears of joy. Like, is that what the angels are doing because I made a choice for them? I'm like, or is that what the demons are doing? Like, are they overjoyed at the fact that I chose sin over holiness? And what does my God look like? What's Jesus doing? Am I grieving the Holy Spirit because I chose to reject him again when he tried to prepare me to have victory. He's coached me to have victory. But then I still choose. Choose me. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what I've got with the World Cup. That was the deep insight after all of this. And I think I'm going to feel those emotions even more um, when I watch the final. Um just to know that these teams have made it so far and yet there's always going to be one that's going to lose. And I know for for each one of us, wherever we are in our spiritual walk today, whatever that looks like, whether we've been scoring goals 
for the devil or scoring goals for Jesus. I think we also um, yeah, should keep in mind that there's like so much on offer for us, but ultimately like it's our choice. And I think when the full time whistle blows, when we take our last breath, depending on what choices we've made and who we've chosen to play for, there'll either be to- tears of joy or there'll be tears of complete heartbreak. And I hope that we can choose to create tears of joy for all of heaven because um, playing for Team Jesus just was a better option. It was a safer option. It was a rewarding option. It was a satisfying option. I hope that, um, yeah, we can all choose to score goals for God because there's so much more that comes from that. And if not, may God help us. Like if, if we truly want that, but we're not at a place. We're at a place where, you know what, like sin and, and me is definitely more satisfying. Um, yeah, I pray that God can help us and show us and remind us that it, it's, not, it's not what it's all made out to be. that um, the wins that we think we're gaining by messing around with sin is actually going to be hurtful and never going to satisfy. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for me, my friend. Um, Thank you for hanging out with me. And... Yeah, let's let's keep on playing hard until full time. I've seen I've seen games where it I mean even with Netherlands like they had basically lost and in the last 2 minutes um well maybe like 10 minutes I know they scored like one goal in like the decider like the what is it when they the scores even um ugh. I don't even know. Anyway, like in the last minute, they scored a goal that took them to penalty kicks and extra time. So, hey, guys, don't get discouraged but by whatever your journey looks like, especially if yours is looking um, a little bit messier and, um, yeah, you're kind of quite aware that there's a lot of sin going on. Um just score a goal at the 89 minute like yeah every goal is worth scoring even when you're down just make just make the goal just make the goal 
All right, so until next time, my prayer, my hope, and my desire is that you stay warm in God's love, that you stay cool for Jesus' name, and I tell you, may the Holy Spirit, who continues to coach us every second of every day, may he continue to convince you of how cool it is to play on his team. All right, farewell, and have a great holidays. Let me not promise you anything, but maybe... Maybe I'll jump on before Christmas. Okay, see you. So good hanging out with you. Okay, ciao.